comes, it's Nashville Untold with Andrew Buckwalter, the podcast that interviews the most interesting and influential people making an impact on Nashville's business, charitable, and entertainment scenes. Joining us now from his roving camper studio, here's Andrew. Welcome to episode 38 of Nashville Untold. Thank you for tuning in. Today in the Rambler, I'll be hanging out with Derek Evans. I think the number one fear is that, you know, when you when you jump from one boat to the other, uh-huh. you just got to, you know, you've got to, they're scared to get wet. Right. You know, you're scared to get your feet wet, your clothes wet. You're scared to fall in the water, you know. And I think we focus too much on that, the falling, you know, that we don't spend enough time thinking about what it feels like to actually land in the other boat Mm -hmm. and so um i think my my advice on that is is just do it you know especially if you have this passion and desire and and you know if if you feel like it's one of your uh, you know gifts and talents that you should just do it he is the president and one of the founders of project 615 an apparel company that sells some really cool attire, cups, hats, shirts, and they give a lot of their proceeds away to um, some of the local uh, homeless people and actually help give them some jobs and do some other stuff, as you'll can, uh, as you be able to hear on the interview. Derek and I had a great time uh, hanging out, hearing his story of what inspired him to leave a desk job in uh, Indianapolis and head down to Nashville, not having an idea of what he would do. I guess he kind of had a little idea, but not not having a job, uh, just taking a risk, uh, pushing through some fears. He's done well seven, nine years later. Uh, anyway, so you will enjoy the interview with him. And make sure after you listen to this, if you have not heard of Project 615, you go check out their store. All right. Hello, Nashville. Today I am hanging out in the nations with uh, Derek Evans at Project 615. Yeah. Derek, thanks for uh, taking the time out to hang out with me yeah. for, uh, what I'd say, three hours? Three hour hours, interview. four hours. Actually, I'm just kidding. Hang in there. It, it's not that long. <laughs> Um, camper, I like it. Thank you. It's really nice. Thank you. So you want to get you one? Want to get one too? And now you want to do it for for work? You no. said okay, no, but it's just personal. for you. Yeah, just to relax on the weekends. You know the Airstream, they're popular too. But yeah, the, the name. I like is, these. I like these. What's the model of this? Nineteen sixty-one Scotsman. Scotsman. Okay. So they have actually. When I went to uh, pick it up, the guy's like, "Oh yeah, it's a nineteen sixty-one Shasta." Yeah. And right. then I'm looking at Google Images, uh-huh. and I'm like. I, just, I don't see the Shasta yeah, look, right, you know? Right, right. And so for a while, I thought it was a Scotty, uh-huh. which was another pretty popular sure. one. And then it, when I would do images, I I wouldn't see the same thing. Yeah, I'd see yeah. a couple that would pop up, and then right. finally I figured out it was a Scotsman. Yeah, I was like, yeah, there you go. But they're pretty simply made. I mean, yeah. I could, I could actually literally take this and chop it a little bit, smooth it out, and I can make it a Shasta. I got you. And just put a wing okay. on the side. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know, you know, as far as the infrastructure, if they're a little bit more solid. But uh, Right. Yeah. No, it's great. Good job All right. So thank you for joining me. Yeah. Um, and so tell, uh, tell, tell, give us a snapshot about yeah. who Derek is, what, yeah. what you got going on that's exciting you. 
Well, so uh, I'm just a small businessman here in Nashville, Tennessee. We have a t-shirt and apparel company called Project 615. I'm co-founder and, uh, and co-owner of the business. We sell a lot of t-shirts, a lot of uh, Nashville and Tennessee and music-related items. And so, um, so yeah, yeah, we are a very, very philanthropic company. Giving away nearly half a million dollars to world change and nonprofits since we started in 2010. And um, we hire people recovering from homelessness and addiction. And so we've been doing that ever since we started back in 2010. So, but yeah, that's just, that's me professionally. Been, been doing that coming up on nine years. We celebrate nine years in July. We got two retail locations, one in East Nashville, one in West Nashville. And one to come at the airport. We're looking at that. Uh, we've been a- awarded a bid to, to go in there. Cool. In the National Airport. So Nice. Yeah. And you just got married? Just got married. Yeah. Yep. Yep. My wife is, is a Southern Belle, and I'm fr- I'm a Yankee. I'm from Indiana. <laughs> so, what part? Indianapolis? Uh, Indianapolis, or? yeah. And she's wonderful, and uh, she's an interior designer. And so, um, yeah. So just living life. There you go. <laughs> All right. So let's uh, start out and talk about when you took your first step as a baby. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> was it hard? Well, here's a video down? of it on YouTube. No, I'm kidding. I always tell people when their kids start walking, I'm like, push them down. Like, don't, don't encourage it. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so uh, what did your family and environment look like those younger years? Yeah. So um so like i said we're from from indiana from the midwest i'm the middle child so i am too (laughs) boys girls uh older brother younger sister so yeah i was i was always rebelling against everything or or always trying to do the right thing at the same time so (laughs) um i was the angel yet the rebel of the family Hmm. you know and so um yeah always always trying to do something different all me and my immediate family were all completely different people yeah um, we all love music, which is kind of funny. None of us really play music. Uh, my brother plays a guitar, but we all do love music. None mm-hmm. of us sing. None mm-hmm. of us play piano or anything. But I'm right there with yeah. you. Yeah. What's your favorite genre? Oh, man. I, I love all kinds of music, really. Um, I grew up, my parents loved classic rock, so I listened to that. And then I grew up uh, in the inner city, so I listened to hip-hop music. Mm-hmm. and and rap in the 80s and 90s and oh, so yeah, that's that, the best it is it inspired me a lot honestly. actually I, I i downloaded some uh some some stuff so i can get some yeah. bass going in the, in the forerunner <laughs> there you go there you go <laughs> so yeah uh that was pretty much our upbringing in uh, indianapolis very blue collar town sports town and so uh, a lot of a lot of indy car a lot of basketball Mm-hmm. Um, the Colts ended up being really well in the in the mid '90s, late '90s. They they took off for about a decade, and so that was fun. But uh, but yeah, cool. All right, so I have three boys, um, and one will be entering middle school. Are there some memories that come to mind that had an impact on you, and something I should share to prepare him for that season? For middle school? Yeah, middle to mm. kind of teens, you know. Well. Um, when you when you get cut from the team, uh, it's it's okay. <laughs> you know, I feel like uh, I was really really good at baseball uh, before seventh grade, and then somehow somehow I didn't make the seventh grade team, and it was really confusing because all the parents and coaches years before were talking about how great I was, and then you know life comes at you fast and <laughs> didn't yeah. make the team, but you know chose to to play other sports and just 
keep going and be like, ah, it's okay, you know. So there's a lot of life lessons in middle school, and so just be ready for those and be prepared to take on yeah. those circumstances. So did you play a lot of different sports? Like, and did you yeah. did you pursue the sports, or did your parents encourage no, the sports? My parents know nothing about sports. That's what's funny. And so we taught me and my brother taught ourselves to play most most sports. But we were big baseball players. My brother played basketball. I actually ended up playing football, which I was really grateful for because I feel like there's a lot of more life lessons in football. And I remember thinking in football because I transferred over to football in middle school. And I was thinking. I don't know why I'm doing this, you know, but uh, I know I won't regret it later in life. And I, I played all the way up until graduated high school. So that was kind of cool, just, you know, camaraderie mm -hmm. with other guys and being young men and figuring things out. And, you know, just there's nothing like uh, being on a team and trying to, you know, win, win a yeah. game, you know, or just do something bigger. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Um, all right. So college, did you attend college? I did. Um, where'd you go and what yeah. does what does yours look like? Were you serious? Did you have yeah. too much fun? Were you grounded? Well, when I graduated college, excuse me, when I graduated high school, uh, none of nobody in my family ever went to college. So I was just like, um, I didn't know what I was going to do. I was like, okay, I graduated high school. That's it. That summer, all my friends were like, yeah, I'm going to this college, this mm -hmm. college. I was like, wait, I need to go to college then. <laughs> so... We grew up in a uh, in a small church in, in downtown Indianapolis, and they they had a, a, a college connected to them. It's called Anderson University, and um, it's a private uh, D three uh, Christian school. And went there for four years, uh, studied broadcast journalism. Actually worked in radio for a little bit during college, and then a little bit after college. Yeah. So nice. How were yeah. the years? Were you were you? A serious student going to a uh... oh no I've never I've never enjoyed schoolwork <laughs> I'm always a C level student so um, right on <laughs> right C's get degrees you know yeah. I never, um, I don't think I heard that but it did <laughs> it did yeah. as long as you wipe out that D and F right yeah, right yeah 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 well C's an average right so yes. you got A's and got F's <laughs> yeah yeah my wife uh, we were talking the other day and I don't know what brought it up but she just asked like. Would you ever go back for your master's? Yeah, I'm yeah, like, right. Are you serious? Like, oh, do man. you know who know. you're talking to? I like, know. like I thought about. I always regretted not being serious and, yep, and, yep. and didn't get my engineering degree. Yeah. And so after I was, I think selling commercial trucks. You know, before yeah. I got in real estate, I was like, I don't know what I want to do the yeah. rest of my life. Yeah. And then I thought about going back for engineering, and I'm like, yeah, yeah not happening. Right. And so right. just taking the real estate exam like online, which uh -huh. I always tell people go do it in person, uh -huh. like it confirm I'm never going to school. <laughs> so it was just funny. I'm like, you really think I would go yeah. back? Like, why right, would I? Right, 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 right. Yeah. That's so funny. It was, yeah. it was, it was the balance of yeah. having some fun. Yeah. Getting by. I've always been more social than than um, you know other things in school. So. Mm -hmm. Um, I just wanted to have fun and enjoy life and just barely get by. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I talked to other entrepreneurs though and, and business owners, and they're they're similar. You know, can't, yeah, can't really keep their you know head down and do a bunch of work. So right, right, yeah. I had I rehabbed. Uh, well, I actually built a storage shed, and my shed quarters is in there, mm -hmm. and it's all I got it kind of perfect how I want it. Yeah. But it's still difficult to just sit in there. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, I need to kind of go to a coffee shop right, somewhere. Right, Even though right, I'm not, right. I'm more productive here. Yeah. But like, I just, yeah. I need to be around people. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. 
Um, all right, so you open the door to the, your 1999 Chevy Malibu yeah. and turn the key to ignite a new journey. Yeah. As you pull out of your drive and begin your new adventure to Nashville, mm-hmm. what is going through your mind and what led you up to that point? So uh, 2008, market was crashing. Uh, I was working in construction management, um, doing some things in commercial, uh, in the commercial space. and. The company went under, and um, six days later, I was heading to Nashville with a thousand bucks that they gave me. And uh, I think for me, it was just you know, let's give it a shot. Um, I don't know anybody down in Nashville, and I think that was kind of, you know, what drew me to that. Aside from kind of more of how old were you at the time? Twenty-five. Okay. Yeah. So kind of more of a spiritual calling, you know, to come to Nashville. So, yeah, I think going through my mind is like, hey, I got a thousand bucks. I can make this last a little, little bit and maybe do some odds and ends things in Nashville. And, hey, this could turn into six months and, that, you know, give it a shot, at least six months or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, if I don't make it, then just come back to Indianapolis. So do you find, because you said that in like two sentences, mm-hmm. but do you ever recall the actual, all the thoughts that went into you actually getting in that car and driving to Nashville. You know, like I think sometimes about like the process of when I got into real estate, yeah. which was taking a leap and, you know, leaving a job that I was doing pretty well. Yeah. And, um, and I sometimes wish I would have journaled mm-hmm. like mm. the whole process of getting yeah. there. Um, but do you recall more details of like just going, cause I know you had a job that you yeah. didn't love, right? Right, 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 and right, right. you <clears throat> just, just you know because it wasn't that quick i mean you're like hey i gotta let go i'm moving to nashville it was for me but like i said it was kind of more of a spiritual tug and i i I didn't necessarily plan it out or think about it it just kind of happened you know just kind of one of those things where you know uh the man upstairs just Mm -hmm. makes something happen and it happens and were the parents giving you high fives no 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 like what are you doing you're dumb like this and you weren't even coming down there for music like many no yeah i actually told them i was going to start a t-shirt company okay in in those few days (laughs) they were just like what do you know about that you know and um which is fine. I mean, you know, parents, they're supposed you expect to do that. Them to, yeah, right? yeah. yeah, they need to, they want to make sure you're safe. But sometimes being safe isn't the way mm-hmm. to be. You mm-hmm. know, sometimes being uncomfortable is how you become successful, you know. Yep. Uh, or really follow God's plan, mm-hmm. you know. And so, yeah, no, they were, they were just like, what are you doing? Isn't it funny, though, even to think about that, like how many people get in the way of God's plan? Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I even, I remember going to a study and uh when guys ask oh what are you doing i'm like i'm getting mm. real estate and they were like and this was well this was 2012 so this was yeah. just before i had uh-huh, come back uh-huh. and they were like oh man you know i remember what they said but they were kind of negative yeah and in my mind i'm like no i'm there mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it is funny how yeah many people could could hinder his will yeah right know? right right yeah i mean yeah. maybe that's his way of just giving you a little bit more to think about yeah. before you do it you know for sure yeah. So, so jumped into Malibu and came jumped, here. Jumped into Malibu and um, packed everything up in there. Literally found a mattress um, on Craigslist. A mattress, not a bed, a mattress. <laughs> and slept on that mattress for a year, maybe longer, maybe a couple of years. Um, actually, in the Malibu or in? No, I okay. once I got to Nashville, I didn't have a bed when yeah. I moved to Nashville, yeah. and so I found a I found a mattress. So how'd you find a place to stay? Would you know, so I had, you know a, I had I, I knew one guy from college, and he connected me with one of his buddies, who needed a roommate, and so um, I was I was in contact with him, and 
he's like, yeah, man, come on down. Like I got the, I got the space available. Yeah. And, um, him and I lived together for two years and I ended up living it. It was his condo. I ended up living there for another two years. Cool. So nice. All right. So now talk to me about why LA will always have a special spot in your life and how a single moment in time can spark a big change. Yeah, for sure. So uh, come when I moved to Nashville, I was just kind of seeking, you know, different things and um, being unemployed, you know, you'll, you'll kind of take anything. And I tried to have anything and everything and it didn't seem to fit or connect or they didn't want, you know, me and whatever. And so um, uh, one day I in Nashville, I went and got invited by some friends to go. Um, serve the homeless, feed the homeless, downtown Nashville, and kind of had this spark that that um, sparked me that night. That I, I felt like, man, I'm I'm kind of desperate and hopeless, and there's really no difference between me and and these people that we're serving and praying with and feeding. And so, um, one of my the the church that I was going to uh, was offering a trip to L.A. to to do a homeless um, outreach mission trip. And so um, I signed up for that, and we went out there for a week and fed the homeless, and so talked to hundreds of homeless people that were currently homeless, and hundreds of people that have been, you know, rescued from that and have recovered from that and gone on to do bigger and better things in their own life. And so, um, so yeah, so LA, you know, able to just uh, kind of be immersed in into that homeless culture and really just. Doing something for seven days mm -hmm. is, is obviously going to, you know, be a big impact for you. So, yeah, we got back to, to Nashville after we went on that trip to L.A. and said we wanted to help the city of Nashville and um, started out by, by helping the homeless and giving money away through our T-shirt sales mm -hmm. and decided we wanted to hire people because oftentimes some of these guys can't get jobs just based on their, their records and their their professional right. career path and all that stuff too mm -hmm. that's cool yeah um all right shout out to one of your favorite restaurants and a favorite nonprofit. yeah why yeah i well, laugh because obviously you're nonprofit, but you know yeah so we um um we one of my favorite restaurants is probably in nashville i would say edley's okay. edley's barbecue yeah you can't go wrong there mm -mm. So one of my we're actually a for profit, believe it or not. But we okay. people okay. people always people always think we're a nonprofit, which is it happens. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. you yeah, would yeah, think yeah, I would yeah. have done my better more. Well, research. I mean, that, most people. It does think that. make sense yeah. because I thought about that, but then I was like, like I I did another interview with uh -huh. a company and like how they're structured. Yeah, I was like, are they a nonprofit? Which right, they are. Right. Right. But, right. Okay. Yeah. Well. Anyways. Okay. I mean, uh, our name kind of distracts people with the project okay. and then giving money away people think, yeah you know, so. maybe so okay but um that's fun yeah no no worries people say okay. it all the time so one of my favorite nonprofits is a, a smaller nonprofit here in nashville called people loving nashville and a guy by the name of ryan lampa started it and um they've been doing it for almost 10 years now just every monday night they go downtown and 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 feed the homeless and um provide care packages for them for the week and another ministry shows up with a shower and you know so all these people are taken care That's of cool. and so they don't really pump themselves up and they just do it and they've never missed a monday even on christmas you know mm -hmm. they do it and um so just to watch these people just you know kind of humbly quietly serve consistently mm -hmm. for a decade plus is 
is awesome. And we partner with them on a couple of different things throughout the years. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk specifically about Project 625, how it works, and the impact it is making in Nashville and around the world. Yeah. So uh, we have a two-part mission, um, take some of our profits and give it away to a nonprofit. So quarterly, we have a specific campaign that we partner with a nonprofit, and we come up with an exclusive T-shirt uh, where 100% of the profits go to that nonprofit, and so, um, which is how we've been able to raise nearly half a million dollars for, for different nonprofits um, around the world. And um, the second part mission is we've been, been able to hire people recover from homelessness and addiction. You know, like I said, we're, we've been able to hire over 50 people in that. And so that's kind of our two-part mission. And, um, you know, we've always believed that uh, we're all called to, to do something bigger and better to change the world. And, you know, that's, that's kind of it. Mm-hmm. So how, um, how has Project 615 grown? Like from a marketing mm-hmm. standpoint, you know, because you've been in business how long? Yeah, nine years. Nine years. Yeah. Um, which is funny because my wife and I, we were eating at tacos before we got here and we were like, man, I didn't realize they were, mm-hmm. you know, around that long. But of course, yeah. Takes you know, it wasn't on my radar, yeah. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. but like, has it just blown up over the last like three yeah. years, nine years? Yeah. Been... So, I mean, it took us about four, four or five years to really, I mean, you know, you're selling one shirt a month, you know, and, and then, um, then, you know, you're selling one to a month you now, know? what did you what were you doing while you were growing the business well that was pretty much it really <laughs> I mean, we okay. were doing a lot of freelance graphic design work as well okay so so we yeah, while we were hustling our own brand we were hustling out other stuff too okay. so we were we were and doing, living very frugal exactly yeah exactly so my business partner was a full-time graphic designer still and i was kind of the one you know hustling and bustling throughout the day and trying to connect with people and okay and so thankfully we were able to do a lot of graphic design freelance work for people and and uh <clears throat> and just kind of be this little creative firm for, mm-hmm. for them in addition to trying to grow the business yeah never really thinking people would really want nashville t-shirts mm-hmm. you know this many at least right <laughs> so right. it's kind of funny how that's worked but um marketing can do a lot right that's right that's right so um, there was really nothing like it, and um, you know, so we said, "Hey, let's let's keep going." And so, the the growth has really been—I mean, really, our customers have been wonderful. They're 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 great supporters of us, and they believe in what we do, and uh, we always try to serve them as our mm-hmm. as our priority. And and then also um, retail, um, just opening up retail stores. We've you know been able to open a couple up, uh, as I mentioned so far, and that's been kind of a game changer. Um, doing that so you you have more foot traffic with that Mm -hmm. you know Nashville's booming of course and so it's a good time to be in business are you in are do you have some of your apparel like in different like say coffee shops and yeah 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 oh the other stores um carry us you know kind of like a wholesale thing so but yeah cool Mm -hmm. if someone is listening and they're wanting to start a business Mm -hmm. like you just Mm -hmm. moved to Nashville you have an idea you got to even with that idea you probably had the purpose behind that idea because you i guess you were liking you want to do t-shirts anyways right yeah yeah but then when you started project 615 how long after that did the the homeless aspect mm-hmm. merge together or was it from the beginning well, project yeah it was from the, okay, very beginning. From the beginning. yeah i mean we were doing other t-shirt stuff and design but nothing exists no we didn't call it project 615 okay. yeah it was okay. that's when we went on that trip to la okay in that moment in time we were like okay now we have to do this right brand but make it about serving people and so what advice would you give somebody wanting to start a business then jump out leave their cor- corporate 
business. Well, you know. yeah. I mean, I think if you're not going to spend five years on it, don't spend five minutes on it. Um, I would say that just because it is a long game, you mm -hmm. know, no matter what industry it is. Um, and, um, yeah, I, I think that's just, you, you have to understand that it's going to take a, a while and it's, it's going to take five years at the, at the minimum, you know, <laughs> everybody's like, Oh man, I wish no, maybe not, but <laughs> exactly. it could, yeah. right. Yeah. I, I liked it. A, a, a real estate guy I talked to when I got in it, I said, all right, so what's the worst case scenario? No, you can make nothing. Yeah, right, right. I'm like, all right. And he said, then best case scenario is you can make a lot. You know? Right, right, right. Um, so you definitely got to prepare yourself. Yeah. All yeah. right. So, um, so what's one of your favorite sports teams? Well, I'm a big uh, Indianapolis Colts fan. Okay. Um, which is a little difficult living in Nashville because mm -hmm. it's a division rival. Yeah. But um, my Colts have kind of you know led that um, rivalry for the past decade or more. All right. So uh, with the Colts, if you if you had uh, fifty yard front row mm -hmm. tickets, or actually been on the sideline, wherever yeah, you prefer, yeah. if you could take some of the most influential people in your life to those seats in that in one of those games, say the uh, the championship mm -hmm. game, who would you invite and why? Well, I think I'd take uh, I think I'd take my dad um, just to create a memory with him, and then we've been able to do that a few times for some big games. And he's not a big fan, but I'd I'd do that. And um, he's retired now, so being able to spend some time with him. Um, how many tickets do I have? As many as you want. <laughs> uh, and, and then yeah, just some. Uh, I got two or three high school buddies that. Well, more than that, but we're all massive fans. I'd actually take all those guys if I have. Now, you don't have to necessarily take just fans. You can just take anybody that had an influence on your life. I gotcha. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, I think if it's a sports, if it's a football game, I would like to take somebody that's that actually cares about true. it. You know? <laughs> Very true. So, uh, but, yeah, I mean, probably my uncle um, as well, who's a big Colts fan. And, um, and uh, yeah. All right, so you just got married. Yep. Congrats. Thank you. Um, so how'd you meet your wife, and how'd you yeah. propose? Well, we met at church, um, and... Um, Good place. Right? I know. Um, I was kind of at the end of my rope, and I went up to my friend, who's the pastor of the church, and I was like, man, I just, you know, I'm ready to settle down. And and he's like, man, well, let's introduce you to some, to some young ladies in the church, and and he, he listed five uh, women that were, in, and then we're, really what I was wanting him to say is my, you know, marry my wife's name. And he, uh -huh. never, he never mentioned her name. Oh, really? All of her friends. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Um, and so, <laughs> which is funny, but um, so, yeah, we, we actually met at a Super Bowl party. Okay. Um, officially. And um, so that was uh, four years ago. And um, last May we we got engaged, and it was supposed to be at this um, at the what was it some plantation restaurant in Spring Hill, and I had everything ready to go, uh, private private dinner, um, and uh, everything you can imagine. I had the menu. I, I I designed a menu that looked like the menu, and on the flip side, it had the letter to her. Mm -hmm. Everything nice. was planned. I had a photographer. I mean everything. So that morning, she calls me and said she's got food poisoning. Oh, no. And she's never sick. And so she's just like, babe, I've been throwing up all day. I'm just like, feel terrible. I'm going to stay home from work. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. You know? <laughs> well, two days later, I had an engagement party. Okay. We're already lined up. Oh, wow. And so... Oh. Um, <laughs> 
And then we were going to go spend time with her family that weekend. And I was just like, we've, this has got to happen. You know? Yeah. So then I got, so that was plan A. And then I got a plan B, which was Bell Mead Plantation. And I just couldn't pull it off in time. And, and I told her, I said, well, can you meet me here? And she's like, well, I got to, you know, I got to, this is now leading up to the engagement party. Now it's the day of the engagement party. And I'm like, because I mean, she might say, no, you didn't have any exactly, time to cancel, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so then uh, plan C, I just went over to her house and, and I just said, hey, I got to tell you something, you know, and, and yeah. I brought everything. We were all dressed up, uh -huh. ready to go out for the uh for the engagement party which she thought was my birthday party oh wow but, so, um, so you like literally asked her right before you went to the party yeah i mean i had the letter and flowers and all that stuff and so she she loved it i mean even that's that awesome. and i told her the story yeah she, that's our, so we have to tell that whole story yes every time, for sure you know? but uh it's funny it's a good yeah one. yeah well that's uh actually uh jared um houston his story was like he tried three times he had yeah. all this plan and she just kept changing it or you know mm -hmm. and finally he was on I, I forget what he said he was on the couch but kind of the same thing he had it all yeah. planned out right 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 uh, that's pretty funny that's yeah that's crazy <laughs> um all right so uh, we might get hit on this a little bit more but let's go back to that dead-end job you had. yeah yeah um, i know so many people get stuck in life due to circumstances and choices yeah what is um what's some motivation that you would share with someone that is stuck but wants to change well i mean i think the number one fear is that you know when you when you jump from one boat to the other uh-huh you just gotta you know you've got to they're scared to get wet right you know, you're scared to get your feet wet your clothes wet you're scared to fall in the water you know and i think we focus too much on that the falling you know that we don't spend enough time thinking about what it feels like to actually land in the other boat mm -hmm. and so um i think my my advice on that is is just do it you know especially if you have this passion and desire and and you know, if, if you feel like it's one of your, uh, you know, gifts and talents that mm -hmm. you should just do it. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so yeah, it's all about, you know, life's about risks, you know? Yep. So whenever you, you know, you had the purpose, you yeah. moved here, did you surround, did you have yourself surrounded around people that were encouraging, motivating you whenever times were? Man, I got, I got real lucky, really lucky. First week I, I met a great group of guys um, that were kind of the same boat as me and, um, a little bit ahead of me, really, but um, entrepreneurs, musicians, businessmen, um, got, uh, athletes. I mean, uh, being able to just chop it up with them, you know, weekly. Which you were really good at the networking part already, right? So that was pretty yeah. natural for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, being able to do that and just saying, you know, hey, guys, you know, this is my story and mm -hmm. everybody else is kind of you know, trying to launch their career and do that stuff too. So really fortunate, really fortunate to have, we call it the Band of Brothers. Okay. And um, a lot of us are still close today and, and, yeah. and, you know, chat business weekly. And I was with a couple of the guys this morning, you know, at a breakfast and, you know, so That's just cool. been real fortunate to be able to, I, I really, I really, um, you know, I'm grateful for those times. Yeah, yeah. That's important. I've been in a mastermind group for the last, four years oh nice yeah. of entrepreneurs okay. from all over the place yeah. yeah yeah and i'm i'm yeah all over I'm, the country yeah nice well uh, more or less in the u.s okay would you consider that all around the country? yeah yeah <laughs> i guess so. <laughs> uh, and it, which is cool because they're you know doing all different stuff like they have yeah. a lot of you know specific 
to industry ones and i was like i don't really you know i mean this all came of being a part of yeah you know, mastermind like right, right. just the ideas of okay i need content and, right all right, right they're podcasting yeah you know yeah um but i've actually i've actually been given thought to you know focusing on something local yeah you know because yeah. we meet like once a week through a zoom call yeah which is great yeah. and yeah. the retreats are usually what makes yeah the most impact yeah because you're face to face hanging yeah. out you know really kind yeah, of yeah, you know yeah. getting on that level so um, yeah, yeah cool. I'm a part of the entrepreneur organization in Nashville. Okay, and we're in a mastermind. Yeah, that we did. We just did our retreat. In Denver, okay, cool. In Denver, yeah. So, oh, nice, nice. Yeah. So that was the band of brothers that went to Denver. No, no that no, was no. something different. That was uh, that was the entrepreneur organization. Okay, yeah. So they they match us up with other business owners. Oh, nice. So for a mastermind. And so is that with um, the east east the center? It is. Yeah. Out, yes. Yeah. So somewhat related. Yeah. Okay. In, near Pinewood Social and yeah. all that. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know Clark Buckner. I don't. Uh -uh. Okay. He he works at the, the center. Okay, what's it called? Entrepreneur Entrepreneur, or, or, yeah, center, entrepreneur center, right? Yeah. 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 All right, so uh, let's talk about the book you just wrote. Yeah. Um, you wrote on on your Facebook post. The book is also an encouragement and reminder that we are all gifted and wired with something that comes to us naturally that allows us to change the world for the better. How does one find the gifting and calling? And how important has it been to have God be a part of your journey? Yeah. Well, I think we're all born with something that we're just naturally wired to do. I have a good friend who had a brother who always played with Legos and he would build houses. And, you know, from like the age of three until he was a teenager and he later became this very successful architect mm. you know and it's just like we all have something like that that's a little you know that's a little bit more um you know direct gift that you have and not everybody has that you know expertise but there is something like that inside of us if that is um encouraging people if you have the gift of encouraging people maybe you need to be um you know a, a counselor a school counselor right. or whatever that is and um, so I think we all have something, um, you know, if you love, if you love servicing people and taking care of people, then, you know, you should, um, become a, uh, real estate agent, you know, yeah. if you want to serve, serve people and, um, but, um, or whatever that is, you know, um, my wife, uh, just, she loves, um, she loves cleaning and nice homes and decorating and, she's an interior designer i mean mm -hmm. she loves making things come you know making things look pretty and uh, she's really talented at it and she has the gift for it and the eye for it and she's always had that and so mm -hmm. but yeah so i think um we, we all have something you know we all have something that god's given us no matter what religion you believe in it's mm -hmm. just you know there it's there you right know? right <clears throat> even if you don't believe that then there is something there mm -hmm. you know and so, yeah, so um, I think that makes me too think of even because in, you know, I've talked with other other entrepreneurs and, you know, finding that bent, you yeah. know, even as a parent, you know, being in tune. I recently read this book. It's really good mm -hmm. on uh, communication and connecting um, by Danny Silk. Mm -hmm. um, keep the love, keep your love on. And uh, it's, it's really good. Mm -hmm. But uh but it talks about connecting you mm -hmm. know that's like the biggest thing and without connection there creates yeah. anxiety and fear right 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 and so when you're saying that it just makes me think of as a parent being really in tune and connecting with your kids and then 
being encouraging because mm-hmm. you know if they are if you see that man i mean even like like i, I caught myself one time bryce my oldest he, he built something out of legos and um it was pretty creative and mm-hmm. i was like I think I was on my phone or something. Yeah, and he yeah. he he wanted me. To, he wanted to show me exactly how it all worked, you know, and um, and so I put the phone down. Mm-hmm. But it was him tugging a little bit of yeah. like, "Come on, Dad," you know. Yeah. And I thought about it later. I'm going, man. I was like, that's sad. I mean, mm-hmm. here he wanted to share his design. Yeah. Um, but I think it's important as parents, you know, to be in tune and know that so you yeah. can encourage it, you know. Yeah, so, absolutely. So they don't go run off because they they had a gift that you know that maybe you were negative about it yeah you know yeah, yeah. and then they went this route and eventually they come back over here you know right right um so yeah i think it's super important yeah that's good um all right so how would you encourage listeners to get involved in their community and make a difference mm-hmm. well i think it's similar i mean it's just you know whatever you want <clears throat> whatever you have a passion for you know follow that if you're a big preds fan you know sign up and be a you know whatever it is volunteer for their foundation or um or or be one of the um ushers or whatever it is you know all the way to you know your local nonprofit. that's you know if you if you have a desire to to serve and help people and uh, do that get involved in in the local you know YMCA or Big mm-hmm. Brothers Big Sisters program and all that stuff. So I would encourage the people, you know, again, whatever is you feel like is a gift that you have and that you can bless others. And it doesn't have to be through an official nonprofit. It can be through your own family. Mm-hmm. It can be through friends and your work. You know, maybe it's time for you to step up at work and, you know, lead a uh, book club or whatever it is, you know, to serve people and invest in people and pour into people and encourage people. Yeah. Yep. All right, so if you could go back and change anything in your life to make it a bit easier, would you? And if so, what would you do different? I don't think I would, but if I have to answer the question, I would say um, probably um, probably get into real estate a little earlier. (laughs) I mean, uh, you know, dig a little deeper in the airbnb world you know yeah. so i'm mostly just being greedy now but um uh, but yeah trying to you know this this town has been wonderful and um it's grown so much and the real estate world has, has boomed significantly yep. and so it's i, I think uh, that's kind of more just a dream it's a funny dream but uh but yeah well i would do it like i mean <laughs> seven years i'm like man I w- if i had just got out of college just just gotten real yeah. estate even though yeah. i would have gone through that downturn but right, i would right, still right. been in it you know? yeah yeah um i was reading the business journal where a candy store sold uh-huh. downtown on second oh really and a seller bought it in 2012 for nine hundred thousand. uh-huh how much do you think it sold for three 5.1 really wow that's crazy that crazy yeah i wish i would have had that foresight <laughs> right right hey, we right, should right. buy that because it's gonna be <laughs> right 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 all right so from the great words of paul and timothy 4 7 i've fought the good fight i've finished the race i've kept the faith when your journey's over what kind of legacy are you hoping to leave leave the world a better place um and always add value to others here everybody who we come in contact with trying to add value to others Cool. Sounds like a good plan. Yeah. All right. So now I have um, the Nashville Real Estate Minute. Yep. Ask you a couple questions. Cool. So how long have you lived in Nashville? Uh, 11 years. And uh, what made you choose Nashville? You could have gone to Louisville. 
Or Chicago. Um, far from home, yet not so close. <laughs> and it's it was for it's foreign to to people in the Midwest. Nashville seems so southern, and mm. it's only a four and a half hour drive yeah. to, to Indianapolis. And so people people in Nashville think I fly to Indy because they oh, think right. it's like Minnesota. You what know? is it like? Two hundred seventy miles, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I know that because when I was in transportation, <clears throat> yeah, we went from Gallatin to there, so I oh, still yeah, have that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right, yeah, right, it's right. Crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> So, uh, yeah, it's just a town that was I didn't have to fly home to, and it was a quick trip down 65. We didn't even get a snow this year. No. Yeah, I mean, doesn't look that's pretty terrible. Yeah, yeah, is, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure we're not. Like, <laughs> um, what community did you land in, and why did you pick that location? What do you mean? As in, like, well, where do you live now? Oh, oh, sorry. Um, well, I started off in Berniak area. Okay. Went to, it was there four years, was in East Nashville for five. Mm-hmm. Um, or four, and then I was in um oh five yeah, and then I was in West Nashville for two, mm-hmm. and now we're back in Brinniac. Okay, <laughs> so, so I've done a circle of Nashville gotcha. and um, East East Side when it was booming, and West Side as it became mm-hmm. you know what it is and booming too. So yep, and it's still I've growing. seen a lot. Yeah, yeah. So tell me a great memory that you that you often share about Nashville. Well, we're in the golden era of Nashville, and I think being able to see that and live in it mm-hmm. and be a part of it as an entrepreneur and businessman in Nashville and mm-hmm. kind of seeing, you know, we're going to look back and, you know, 30 years from now, 50 years from now, I'll be like, man, do you remember this in the year mm-hmm. 2012 when this happened? In 2014, we did this and 16. And you're just going to look at pictures and just be like, wow, this is crazy. Yeah, you can't really take a there's no point spending much time on a skyline pick right yeah because yeah. this next month it's going to change exactly um yeah i'm with you it's funny too to talk to people it was it, we were talking with some the other night and we were talking about traffic and and of course i made the comments like yeah people that come from chicago and la or wherever mm-hmm. they're like really your traffic's not right, bad at all. right 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 um, or people that have been here for so long uh-huh. like we've been here 18 years uh-huh. and my wife's always like god i wish they'd just quit you can't even see the skyline yeah, and i'm yeah. like i mean being in real estate so yeah. I'm like, no i love the growth right, i love right, being yeah. a part of yeah, yeah i guess i like change so it's yeah. constant change sure, right sure my only um my only negative i guess comment would be like we cruise through atlanta mm-hmm. and i'm just like why can't we get more creative mm-hmm. with our building designs? Yeah, right, right. Like, right, you know, right. yeah. I, I just, I, aside yeah, like, from the Batman, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're just kind of boring. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you I mean, now. they're tall, but they're not like. Right. Atlanta's are so cool, and yeah. I don't get it. I, I guess it's too much money. <laughs> right. Um, all right. So, what do you look for in a good real estate agent? Well, I think it's about knowing that person. Mm-hmm. Um, to me and um, I, I and being in relationship with that person you know because it's one of the biggest financial decisions you're gonna make in your life and um, or at least that decade before you mm-hmm. do it again you know and um, so I think being in a relationship with somebody so you can trust them and I think um, you know trust goes a long way because you know if you're about to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars mm-hmm. you know you want to be able to trust somebody with that yeah. money yep I actually, I'm, I'm working with a new client now, and they were in our neighborhood, and they had talked to two other agents too. And it was funny because even when they told me, like how, why they chose me, and it was more about the because like I didn't come in too serious, but also am 
mm-hmm. whereas there's other teams and yeah. sometimes you're like hey come work with us and then you get pawned off all the way down the, right the, right right you know but then the guy who i kind of figured i connected with him early on mm-hmm. um and and i just went over to their house just to really kind of get to know him yeah you know yeah, yeah. and uh and i didn't show up with it wasn't like a listing presentation, yeah, you know, yeah. like, hey, which I know the wife wasn't there. But I did follow up yeah. afterwards and said, hey, just so you know, I can put stuff together yeah. if you want me to sit down with your wife. But uh, but I think it was him just getting to know me. Yeah. Like, yeah, he trusted me in that moment. He's yeah. like, hey, let's work together. So I was like, yeah, for yes. sure. <laughs> uh, but it, it did also it did kind of go. All right. But make sure you might have just a little, few pieces uh-huh, of paper. You know, uh-huh. uh, I kind of gauge that with the people. Who work right. With. Right. All right. So what advice would you give to someone looking to move to Nashville? Hmm. Get connected ASAP. Yeah. That's what I would say. Yep. I'm with you on that. Yeah. All right, cool, man. Well, anything else you want to add? No, that's it. Well, thanks that's for uh, hanging out with me. Yeah, Rambler. it's been good. And make sure to come check out his uh, stores and obviously online. Yeah. Project615.com or what's, yeah. what's that? Yeah, that'll get you there. That'll yeah. get you there, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Um, anything else? No, that's it. I won't ask that again. Cause <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, Derek, appreciate cool. you. Thanks yep. for joining. Thank you. Appreciate right. it. Hope you enjoyed the conversation with Derek and I. Obviously, there is a common theme into quite a few entrepreneurs, which is stepping out and taking a risk and doing something that they're passionate about and pushing aside what they would uh, say was a normal route for them to go. And obviously, he uh, he talked much about that. So make sure to uh, check out their storefronts. They have one in East Nashville and they have one in West Nashville. Um, Obviously, online, you can order some stuff some pretty cool pretty cool attire so um thanks for hanging out and listening to the interview and now hang out and listen to a song by melinda edlin it's one that i had on a previous podcast i'm bringing it back uh next week i plan to sit down with a songwriter actually no she's not a songwriter she's a singer but she is probably a songwriter too. Um, I'm not looking at it, so I'm winging um, this. So anyways, uh, Ivory Lane, she's got a really cool sound, so I'm planning to sit down with her Friday unless something pops up. But I have nothing else in the tank from an uh, uh, interview standpoint, so uh, that will be the next one. Anyways, thanks again for uh, joining me in The Rambler and listening to a story. If you enjoyed the podcast, feel free to share it with your friends and family and subscribe and social media and all that good stuff. So uh, again, thanks for tuning in. And until next time, hang out and listen to Melinda. This song is called Oh Lark, as in the bird, Lark. Um, And it's all about just following your passion and following your dream. So...
afraid that you will be found You build your nest on the ground And silence your voice Oh, Lark Oh, Lark listening to Nashville Untold with Andrew Buckwalter. We encourage you to leave us a rating or review on iTunes and be sure to subscribe so you won't miss a single episode. To be a guest on the show or to share your thoughts, send us an email to podcast at andrewbuckwalter.com. Until next time. Bye.